this morning in Isaiah chapter number 40 uh, in verse number uh, in verse number 8 this morning, Isaiah 41, uh, verse number 8. Uh, so if you have your Bibles this morning, we'll uh, look at this text the Lord's put on our heart uh, this evening. Isaiah 40, uh, 1, verse number 8. The Bible says, But thou, Israel, art my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men, therefore, and said unto them, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. In verse number 10, our text this morning, the Bible says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This morning I want to preach on the wonderful provisions from God. The wonderful provisions from God will pray, Lord, we thank you for such a day, dear Lord, to come, uh, dear Lord, into your presence, dear Lord, for reading the word of God. Lord, I ask you that you'd add your blessings, dear Lord, to the word of God as it goes forth, uh, dear Lord, in these days. Dear Lord, I ask you, dear Lord, that you touch everyone, dear Lord, that may hear this message, however it goes out, Lord, that you'd bless them and encourage them during this time. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you'd help us. Dear Lord, we are a servant. Dear Lord, that is in desired need of your help and your hand upon our life. Lord, we thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus Christ, we do wonderfully. And dear Lord, humbly pray, amen. Isaiah 41 is the king of Cyrus is prophetically foretold by Isaiah over a hundred years before the time of this king's reign. God announced that he would be the one who would raise up a ruler, uh, who would do his righteous work on earth by defeating other nations for the people's sake, for Israel's sake, God would raise up a king to reign uh, during this time. In Isaiah chapter number 41, we notice uh, uh, real clear that it is a chapter of God's plan and God's providence for His people. Notice here about king as Isaiah here uh, prophetically foretells about uh, Cyrus, uh, about his kingship and about his king. Uh, notice here what he says in verse number 2 uh, about Cyrus, uh, who raised up the righteous man from the east, uh, called him to, to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him a ruler over kings. He gave them as the dust to his sword, and has driven stumble to his bow. 
We notice here about King Cyrus what is prophesied about him in chapter number 41 of Isaiah that he would be a king that would be a great conqueror for the people of God and for the children of God. Notice here down in verse number 2 what Isaiah prophesied about him that he would give them as the dust of his sword and as driven stumble to his bow. These words here as Isaiah prophesies describes the great power and the great conquer that King Cyrus would have and that Cyrus would be given from the Lord. Uh, we notice here that uh, in, in, verse, in, in Isaiah chapter 45 uh, this morning in verse number uh, 1 we see that it is uh, brought to pass. I'm thankful what God's men, what God's prophets prophesied in those days it did come. Uh, to pass. They didn't have a Bible to read like me and you, but they was getting it from a direct source uh, from the Lord Himself. Uh, so we see that Isaiah and Isaiah 41 prophesied and prophetically foretold about King Cyrus. Well, we go over to Isaiah 45 and verse number uh, 1. This is said, uh, Thus saith the Lord to His anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have upholded, to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings, to open before him the two eleven gates, and the gates shall be shut, and shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make thee a crooked place straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches from the secret place, that thou mayest know that I am the Lord, which called thee by the name. I am the God of Israel. And notice when verse number 13 of Isaiah 45 about King Cyrus, he said, I have raised him up in righteousness. I will direct all his ways. I shall build my cities and shall let go my captivities. Not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. We see that God would have his hand on King Cyrus, that God would use King Cyrus in such a way uh, to help his people and to help his nation. Now notice with me down in verse number 3 of Isaiah 41, it is said once again about King Cyrus that God would protect him. God would use him in a mighty way. In verse 3 of Isaiah 41, it says, He pursued them and passed safely even by the way that he had not gone with his feet. These words Isaiah describes that God will have his protecting hand on King Cyrus. Then notice here in verse number 4 of Isaiah 41, notice here who called King Cyrus. Who raised up King Cyrus? Who anointed King Cyrus to be king? In verse number 4 it said, Who hath wrought and done this and done it calling the generations from the beginning. Notice here it says, I the Lord, the first and with the last. I am He. And notice here, God had wrought and God had brought up King Cyrus 
for to be a friend of Israel, to befriend Israel, to help Israel in such a time of idol worship that was going on in the land, going on in the world. Notice here what it says in verse number 5. When King Cyrus was brought up on the scene, when God had anointed him, God had chosen him, God had raised him up in righteousness to be king. The Bible says in verse 5 of Isaiah 41, the owls saw it and feared. That word owls there means nation. The other nations, those that did idol worship, those that was worshiping idols, they feared such a king as this king. They feared such a king that had God's hand on him. Notice here it says the owls or the nations saw it and feared. The ends of the earth were afraid and drew near and came. And verse number 6 it says they helped everyone his neighbor. And everyone uh, said to his brother be of good courage. Then notice what happened during this time. During this time of fear, during this time of discouragement, during this time the enemy may have been pursuing. Notice here what the Bible says. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith, and that he uh, and he that smoothed with the hammer, him that smote the anvil, saying, "It is ready for the soldering," and he fastened it with nails that it should not be. Move. Well, what's that mean, preacher? Well, when the nations, when the owls saw it and feared, uh, well, the, the idols began to boom. Uh, the idol builders began to boom. In verse number 7, it says, So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith. Now I want to say this. Go with me to verse number 8. But here's, here's God's message to Israel during this time. During the time that nations are fearing such a thing that is happening around them. The nation and the worlds are fearing such a thing. Well here, God has a direct message in verse number 8 to Israel and to God's people. He said in verse 8, But thou, Israel, art my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men, therefore, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. In verse number 10, the Lord said this to Israel, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Just like God, just like the Lord, brought up King Cyrus. In verse number 2, He said, Who raised up the righteous man from the east, called him to his, hand, or to his hand, foot, given the nations before him, and made him rule over kings. In verse number 13 of Isaiah 45, it is told about King Cyrus. I have raised him up in righteousness. I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and shall let my captives not, or shall let go my captives not for price, nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Here Cyrus is a, is, is a perfect picture 
of a king that God would raise up to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Surely God raised up Cyrus on the behalf of Israel. He raised him up in righteousness. We find that in verse number 4 of Isaiah 41. But can I tell you this morning of one that is greater than Cyrus, that God did not raise up in righteousness, but that God raised up that was who was righteousness. And that was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in such a time as this, we don't have to have hope in King Cyrus. But you and I can have hope in King Jesus, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Notice what is said in verse 4 of Isaiah 41 about King Cyrus, who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning. Notice here, I the Lord, the first, and the last, I am He. Notice here, that shows who called King Cyrus. Well, in Revelation chapter 1, The king of kings says this. The Lord of lords declare this in verse number 11 of Revelation chapter 1. Say it, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. In verse number 18, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the anointed one of the Lord said this. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen and have the keys of hell and of death. In the time of Israel uh, running rapid, in the time of great fear, the Lord said this to His chosen people, to His nation, to His children. In verse 10, Fear thou not. This morning we don't have to place our trust in nothing else but our King of Kings. And our Lord of Lords, the Lord Himself, Jesus Christ. I want to look this morning uh, very quick on just a few things uh, that we find in Isaiah 41 and verse number 10. I find here uh, promising words from our Lord. Promising words uh, from our King. Not only that, but I see wonderful provisions given to the people of God. Wonderful provisions that God laid out for His children in such a time of fear, in such a time of discouragement, and a time of despair. Notice here what we find in these provisions from God. First of all, in verse number 10, notice here what the Lord said, Fear thou not. Notice here we find during a time of fear, During a time of discouragement or despair, we notice that God gives to us peace. We notice God's peace in verse number 10 when He said, Fear thou not. Fear thou not. I'm thankful when the Master says, Fear thou not. There's not nobody else in this world that can say those three words that can bring comfort and can bring encouragement like when our Master says, Fear thou not. Why? Because He is the one that has full control and full authority over everything. He is the one that can calm the raging sea, that can let the winds be still. 
He is the one that can go to a funeral and break it up. He is the one that can raise the dead. He is the one that can cause the blind to see and the deaf to hear. He is the one that can bring comfort to a heart that is not comforted. He is the one that can bring faith to those that are in fear. And He said those words in verse number 10. Fear. Fear thou not. Fear will get in the way of our faith. Fear will fear will hinder our faith. And the peace speaker says, Fear thou not, children. Well, there's a lot going on around us. They're shutting down everything around us. Well, the peace speaker said, Fear thou not. He's got it under control. His hand's in everything that we're going and we're facing this morning. And he said, Fear thou not. Notice here, the people of God is rewarded with the peace of God. You will not find peace in this world and nothing else but the Lord Jesus Christ. To those people that used to find peace in beer and alcohol and everything else in this world. Well, God's done shut it down. There's only one source of peace and it is when we look up to Him. That is where we as people in a nation will find peace in such a time as this. And God's people is rewarded the peace of God. It is the peace. It is peace that will satisfy the searching heart. It is peace that will calm the troubled heart. It is peace that will settle all fears is the peace that Jesus gives to every one of His children. And He starts on verse 10 saying, Fear thou not. Fear thou not. Notice here, not only do we see the peace of God in verse number 10 when He declares, Fear thou not. But we also notice the presence of God in verse number 10. Notice what He said, For I am with thee. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. There's not a better person that can be with you than the Lord Himself. Notice here, who else and what else do we need when we have the great I am in our corner? What else do we need other than Him? His very presence He promises in verse number 10. Notice here, He promised it to Joshua as well. In Joshua chapter 1, verse number 9, He said, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For I am thy God. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. The Lord said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I'm not with thee just when things are running well. He said, but I'm with thee whithersoever thou goest. If the law drives us in our house, the Lord's with us. It don't matter where this virus may drive us as a country, as the children of God, the Lord is with us. The sweet presence of Jehovah. The sweet presence of of the Lord Himself. There's not another presence that will comfort in a time of trouble like His presence. Notice here, the Lord thy God is with thee 
whithersoever thou goest. When danger hovers over our lives as it is this very day, as danger hovers over our life as this very day, we can know that the Lord said, I am with thee, whithersoever thou goest. When death brings us to a graveside, we can know, we can know that the Lord has said, I am with thee, whithersoever thou goest. When discouragement smothers our joy, we can know that the peace speaker said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. The sweet presence, the sweet presence of Jehovah is like no other. The sweet presence of the Lord is like no other. Notice here, not only do we see in verse number 10, the peace of God, the sweet presence of God, but then notice, notice what he said next in verse number 10. Be not dismayed. He said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Then he says, speaks three words to the children of Israel, to God's people. Be not dismayed. That way, that way, that verse, that, that part of the verse we see the perseverance of God. God has given His children and His people perseverance. He said in verse number 10, in the first part, Fear thou, fear thou not, the peace of God. He said, For I am with thee, the sweet presence of God. And then notice, the children of God, they need some perseverance. And the Lord said to them, the Master spake and said, be not, notice here, be not dismayed. Notice what he told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse number 9. He said, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. That word dismayed there, it means discouraged. In other words, the Lord says, be not discouraged. Fear thou not. He said, for I am with thee. And he said, be not discouraged. Be not dismayed. Then notice here. Notice here. You say, well, preacher, today, it is a day, it is a perfect time to be discouraged. It is a great time to be discouraged. Everything that's going on around us, who wouldn't be discouraged? Well, can I tell you and show you something in the Word of God that what, that what will motivate you and I when we began to get discouraged in such a time as this, what will, what will help us and motivate our discouragement uh, uh, to pursue the Lord during a time such as this? The Lord said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be it not dismayed. The perseverance, notice here. Here's what's going to motivate the child of God during a time and a day and an hour such as this. He said, For I am. Thy God. What would motivate a child of God more than their very father to say, be not discouraged. You say, well, preacher, there's a lot of things changing today. Preacher, I may lose my job next week or I've already lost it. Preacher, we're living in a time of uncertainty. Well, I'm, I'm, I agree with that 100%. 
But can I tell you what will motivate you and motivate motivate me as a child of God when the Lord the Father said, Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. A God that does not change. A God that does not lay off. A God that will not leave you. But a God that will help you. A God that will be with you every moment of the day and help you and encourage us during a time as this. What more? motivation do we need than to hear our Lord say, I am thy God. He's not going to get voted out. There's nobody not going to boot him off the throne. There's no virus going to run him in a corner for he is the same and he does not change. Nobody's going to take him from reigning King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And even the writer of Romans says, Paul says, neither, nothing can separate us from the love of God. I'm thankful for his perseverance when he motivates a child of God, when he motivates us more to serve him in such a day and hour as this, when he says, for I am thy God. Notice we looked at the peace of God, fear thou not. Many times in Jesus' ministry here on earth, he said, fear thou not, or let not thy heart be troubled, neither be dismayed. Notice here, God's got everything under control. Fear thou not. He said, for I am with thee, the presence of God. He spake, I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Notice here, for I am thy God, the great encouragement. Then notice here, we find the protection of God. In verse number 10, if there was going to be anybody that was going to protect Israel, it was not necessarily going to be King Cyrus but it would be King Jesus. It would be the Lord Himself. Notice these words of encouragement and these words of help that God gives His people. He says, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. What better protection do we need today? What better protection can we have today? Than the Lord Himself. Notice what He said. During a time when many, many, many people are weak. During a time when some Christians are weak. The God said, I will strengthen thee. When our strength runs out, I'm thankful His strength will pick up. We're not running a day off of our strength anyway as a child of God. We're running off of His strength. The Bible says, when I'm weak, then am I strong. Paul said, for I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. We need the very strength of God every moment and every hour of our day. But if there is a time in our life and in our time in this year that we need God as we need Him now, we need Him more now than me and you have probably ever experienced before. Notice here, I will strengthen thee. Then notice what he said, yeah, I will help thee. Help that will not fail. Help that will only prosper. Help that will only help a Christian's life. The government can't help you today like Jesus can help you. 
The nation today can't help you like Jesus can help you. We've got doctors, we've got medical, medical people in the medical field running to and fro trying to find something to slow this virus down. God can stop it at a very, very sound of his voice. The very drop of a hat, it could be gone. We as a nation need to fall back in love with Jesus and fall back on our face before God and pray because God has everything under control. He said, I'll help you. I'll help you. Families need help today. You can get it from Jesus. Notice here what he says in verse 10. Yeah, I will uphold thee. I will uphold thee. That word uphold there, it means to support. What better support could you and I have than support from him? He said, I'll strengthen thee. I'll help thee. But then he said, I'll support you as well. We need support today. We need somebody that's going to pick us up. We need somebody today that's going to uplift up, uplift us out of this miry pit that we're in, out of this time of discouragement and despair. Well, Jesus is the only one that will lift us up and support us. He said, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That right hand declares strength. He said, I'm going to support you with my strength. I'm going to support you with my strength. Well, you know what benefits you and I have today as a child of God when God begins to support us with his strength, when God begins to help us with his strength? Notice Joshua was told this in first. Uh, chapter 1, verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What a great promise do we have in Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 10. When God gives us a promise of his peace, a promise of his presence, a promise of his perseverance, a promise of his protection. Notice what he said, his promise. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Don't fear today. Don't fear today when you've got the king of kings on your side. Don't fear today when you've got his strength to carry you his help to carry you and his support to carry you through this pandemic that we're in today as a nation and as a world. He is still on the throne. We have one better than King Cyrus in our corner. We got King Jesus. He reigns forevermore and he is the great peace speaker to a troubled heart. I'm thankful for his encouragement in the word of God, in days like this, many people turn to different things to find answer, but I'm thankful the child of God can turn to the word of God and find answers and strength and encouragement during a time such as these. May God bless you today. Have a good evening.